you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Newton Talk Squirrels. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. I'm the hostess, Vicky Licks, and my co-hostess just popped in a suppository. It's Selena Vile. I did it. It's in my bum. <laughs> you know what? Why swallow when you can suppository? Is there an anal option? It's very funny to me that Olivia keeps using that joke as if it's like brand new. But like Rue says it literally every day. <laughs> yeah. And I've got an ointment for that. You know, those ones. <laughs> yes. Is there, there's an ointment for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that, all the hack RuPaul jokes, which I'm here for. You know, she actually, she iconic, she iconicized them. Is that iconicized them? Yeah, that's, that's definitely the word for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she iconicized yeah. How's your head? <laughs> she iconicized it. She iconicized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she's part of the band Iconicop. Wait, Iconopop? Iconopop? Kamikaze Iconicized. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first band she was in. That's right. Uh, you know what I'm watching now? We always talk about what we're watching. But I started, and I've been holding this off for the longest time. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to start it because I know it's just going to be a, a, like a, a rabbit hole. But I started Top Model again from season one. <gasps> I've dreamed of doing this, but I just don't have the, the time to invest in it. But how is it going for you? I regret the decision. <laughs> Really? Are you only on season one right now? No, I'm on season seven. Uh, but the, so I, I watched season one and two, very boring in compared to what Top Model becomes um, and very controversial. And like, it's such a problematic series to watch back now. And I'm watching some interviews of Tyra, um, present day Tyra talking about the show that's airing because everybody's watching it now because they're on quarantine. And she's just right. like, I'm, she's getting so much hate mail from people to be like, why did you let this happen? Why did you make her do blackface? Why did, were you like forcing anorexia on them? Like, why did you yeah. force her to change her teeth? All these things. And she's like reflecting back of like, it was problematic. I apologize. Um, but even watching it now, I'm just like, oh man, I don't know why I started this again. But it, it was such a moment when I watched it the first time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, like it was a different time and we all accepted things back then that, that are not okay today. Listen, the 2000, uh, the 2000 to 2010 period was a very different time. <laughs> it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always knew Tyra was batshit crazy and like everything she did always did seem off. But like when a black person is telling a white person, you're going to look black today. We as white people weren't like, how dare she? We're like, oh, it's a black person saying it, so it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, so it's harder to call things out. Without taking like, into context that she's also a very lighter-skinned black person with light eyes. You know, she has yes. a lot of privilege in terms of what her blackness is. And she she addresses that nowadays, and she she understands that. So I appreciate that she's um, taking accountability for the series. Let's not pretend she's of sound mind, though. Like, she's no, always no. been cuckoo for cuckoo for us. <laughs> Let's not pretend. Uh, it's very clear. We're watching it. Listen, season, the first four seasons with Janice Dickinson, listen. I'm Janice, obsessed with Janice Although, Dickinson. everything Janice said is, like, she's fat. She's too fat. She's, like, she's terrible. But, like, such a character. Muppet. She's a Muppet woman. It's so, Was she only on four seasons? She was on the first four seasons, and then she came back as, like, a guest kind of character in the last four oh. or so. 
uh, because her and Tyra didn't get along at all, but Tyra didn't get along with anybody. And Jay Manuel, actually, who hosted Canada's Drag Race, uh, uh, Top Model, yeah, um, has a book to tell all of like all the stuff that Tyra made him do, and they've had a real falling out too. She's a complete nutbag. Paulina Poroskova can't stand her. Yeah, all of them. Um, uh, I've read Janice Dickinson's book, the book that inspired Tyra to do this show and cast Janice on it because Janice wrote about like the, like the beginning of the top model days in the like late seventies, early eighties and what that really was. And like, that's what kind of inspired Tyra to put this show on. So like Janice is like super iconic. She's like nuts these days. Like she's just well, like off her rocker. She also was like a victim of Bill Cosby. She's, I mean, she was part of the whole entertainment yes. industry of that. That, that that Harvey Weinstein, she went through all that shit. Nobody believed her ever. And yeah. because of that, she developed drug abuse and alcoholism. And so there's a lot of um, a re- results from being um, not believed for what she yeah. spoke on. So, I mean, she's been through so much more than just them. And and um, her parents, her, her her father. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Who she, all, she always referred to him in her book as the rat bastard. Um, he, her book is called No Lifeguard on Duty, which is like, it tells you everything. It's such a good book. I really recommend reading it. She talks about her affairs with, um, Liam Neeson and she described his penis as a Evian bottle. No, as a donkey. I think a donkey or an Evian bottle. One or the other. Donkey. And those are very different items. Donkey and an Evian bottle? I mean, and not, like a donkey dick, like not oh. a donkey, but a donkey's penis. I, well, I gathered that, Selena. <laughs> well, this is Thank- Phaedra Parks and her donkey booty. Check out our Squirrel Talk podcast for the image. Thank you on Instagram. <laughs> With the image of his dick? <laughs> That's an Evian bottle. Mm, you can find images of, of Lindy's dick online. Um, also, she had a baby with Sylvester Stallone. And there was, I don't remember the context, but like she didn't tell him about it and he found out later or she said it was Celestia Salones and it was another guy's, I don't know, there was a whole situation there. I didn't hear about this. Oh my God. Oh, she's lived a life. She's lived a thousand lifetimes. Oh, Janice is uh, an icon. I really think she is such an interesting person. I would Mm -hmm. love to see her come back because she's been canceled a couple of times, but she's somebody that I would love to see more of. Um, Speaking of, do you know Sylvester's mother, Jackie Stallone? She was part of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. She was part of Glow. She yes. was like the she ran it, or she she was like the host of it, or something. But she is just as crazy. That whole family is pretty crazy. But Jackie is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> she was yeah. a contestant on Big Brother UK with Bridget Nielsen, who was married to Sylvester Stallone. <gasps> they put them on together. Yes. Yeah, so listen. So Bridget was already there, and then they introduced Jackie a couple of days later, and Jackie walks in, and Bridget's like Jackie, and Jackie <gasps> says, "Yeah, Jackie." <laughs> Oh my God. Greatest. Oh, like Jackie on Big Brother UK. You can watch him on YouTube. It is the funniest contestant in reality TV show history. <laughs> Jackie Stallone. So funny. Her, yeah, waking Jackie. Up, her waking up with like her face with the plastic surgery and all her makeup everywhere. Her waking up every day with her hair. Oh my God. It's so funny. Oh my God. I have to look also, this up. Janice Dickinson was on Big Brother UK. I'm telling you, it's a great series. Yep. She was also on The Surreal Life. That oh, oh, I love this real life. Her and Omarosa. I was just watching a clip of her just yesterday. I was watching a clip of her on Finland's top model. Yeah, I know this one. Yep, where she falls down the stairs (laughs) and she's laying there and she's like, You stupid models. Yes. 
I created, I think it's actually on YouTube. I created a, a Janice Dickinson tribute video. <laughs> years you ago. You did? I, yeah, I made one years ago. I think she actually commented on it. It's probably Incredible. still there. I need yeah. to find this. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving because we can talk about all this stuff. We can. Day. I have so much more to say about <laughs> Janice Dickinson. Um, Sorrel, I thought when she was like climbing out the window and, she, and Peppa from Salt and Pepper was trying to stop her. She was like, Peppa, let me go. Peppa. Yeah. <laughs> Peppa, let me go. Yay, yay. Oh, classic. But we're here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race uh, uh, US. Oh, right. That show. US uh, 13. Uh, which, okay, we have two episodes kind of because we had a non episode last week, which was called Corona Can't Keep a Good Queen Down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great title. Okay. And Can't then, Keep a Good Queen Down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then here we go. And then this week is Snatch Game. So let's just kind of do a little short review of that. How was that for you, the little documentary? Um, you know what? I, thought, I, I quite enjoyed it. I really like. Um, those kind of shows where they talk about a moment we've all lived through and like to like, and then this happened. Do you know what I mean? Like when they go through the dates and stuff, I really like those, those type of uh, I like those too, but the way they did this was like real melodramatic, real dateline. Like real yeah. like cut to like the image of like an, an, an inhaler, cut to the image. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Tina Burner just like talking like, we risked our lives to do the show. Cut to her in like negative, like black and white photo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was the black and whites. That was very fun. Just like crazy. Like just the way they, I like that they did this, but the way they put it together was so off-putting for me that it turned me off. Yeah. Yeah. And also there was like, there were, there were some color correction issues where all their lips were orange. The, the, the lips were yellow. I was like, what is this? What is happening? I was yeah. like, at first I thought they were wearing like uh, like a yellow lip chap and I was like, wait, all their lips are yellow. What's going on? Isn't that weird? Is it jaundice or COVID? I don't get it. We'll never know. One thing I did love was that every time they showed a news source, like on the news, it would always be global news. <laughs> yeah, it was all Canadian news. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, were the Americans not reporting on it? What's going on? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it was like a Canadian station. Um, yeah, it was weird, but it was interesting just to hear their process of, because they started their audition tapes before COVID went yes. down, the lockdown, and then they yes. didn't know what was happening if they were just canceling the audition tapes, because again, the audition tapes are a lot of work. Um, right. It's like you have to do a whole season of Drag Race in an audition tape, so they put a lot of work in, and they didn't know You can that see was just... some people's auditions on YouTube. You can just search, like, Shea audition and watch her audition video. You can watch the videos. Um, yeah. But they didn't know if that was all for naught or what was happening. Nobody, nobody knew. But mm -hmm. they contacted them, so they went through, and the girls who got on the show got on the show, and then they were basically said, you know, uh, start your engines and, you know, get, let's get crafty. And they had to, like, come up with their own looks on, in, like, uh, everything in lockdown. Yeah. Which is interesting to give context to the season. Uh, okay, these girls really didn't have that much time and they really were under like real restraints. Yeah. The 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 thing that fucks me up is like, there's, uh, there's a well-known wig shortage in the world right now. Like Wait, no, none of our local wig designers can get their hands on wigs. It's, it's, so I don't understand where all these girls got their wigs from. I guess they like, repurposed old wigs that they already had or borrowed from friends and stuff because it's it's like impossible to put your package together during COVID. Yeah, and that this was happening like right in the height of it too when they were like, okay, you're going on still. 
they're like yeah how <laughs> like and the girls that are in new york they're like under a real lockdown because new york was like the epicenter for a minute there right yeah now florence de lee who designed all of um uh what's her name tina, tina burner's package he's posted that like he got really sick in the middle of this and had to go to the hospital, like at the beginning of this whole um, uh, design process. So basically him and Tina came up with the designs and then he had to go to the hospital and couldn't make any of them. So they had to so outsource a bunch of different like um, seamstresses to make these outfits for Tina. So like her whole package like came together by a miracle. And apparently a lot of them got mailed. A lot of their outfits got mailed to the set. Like, yeah, they didn't receive them until they arrived there. That's crazy. I know it's wild. Um, and they talk about that, this whole thing of like, this is the first time they were doing this. They didn't know how to do it. I mean, in their interviews, they were doing it through a Zoom. Um, just everything is, you know, totally different, totally different experience. And mm -hmm. really commendable that they all went through with it um, because it's, 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 this is not just a normal season. This is a lot more work. So I get why they have so many episodes this season because they really want to showcase these queens and the, the tenacity they had to get yeah. on there. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Completely. One thing I did love on the thing was that they talked about Mona Foote, uh, who passed away, a legendary yes. New York queen. We talked about Mona on the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, uh, it was hard. To, and that was when things really got real for a lot of the New, New York girls because they knew Mona. Mm -hmm. um, right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it brought it close to home. So, like, I liked that the show went ahead and honored her and uh, and talked about her. And yeah. And then I and then we're caught up. And I think we're, here we are on Snatch Game Week, right? Yes. All right. So who went home? <laughs> okay, three weeks ago, Lala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then nobody. So here Nobody. we go. Nobody. Uh, it's been a double save. Simone and Candy both are saved. Candy, wait. Uh, yeah. Never mind, Candy, go. No, Candy, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really want that to play out somewhere. <laughs> It'll happen somewhere. Don't worry. You'll get your yeah. moment. Thank you. I need it. I need it. So mm -hmm. they're all sitting around in yellow, and my eyes hurt. I want them out of their yellow. Yeah. I feel like they've been in yellow for three weeks now. Yeah, because it happened. <laughs> we're at a they were in the yellow outfits and right. they had their yellow lips on we're at an amber alert here amber alert amber alert can we get an amber alert to stage five so, um you had what happened anything of importance for you um i wrote candy got a sasha but i think sasha is a uh, an autocorrect from something else a sasha bell she got a something <laughs> Oh, she got a sachet. She was talking about how she's like, it's one thing to be in the bottom, but then it's another thing to actually hear sachet away. And she's one of the few people who has like, had been told sachet away, but didn't actually sachet away and got to stay and like talk about that. Yeah, Candy, wait. <laughs> no, don't wait, go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so Denali is like a little pressed that like they finally put the girls in the in the winner's circle in the bottom but then nobody went home well if i was She's... i mean at this point they've been there for a month yeah <laughs> like they've literally been filming for a month so if i was denali i was like how long are we here for <laughs> like, <laughs> if this was okay so there, this is episode nine if this was season eight the finale would be next week yeah 
Like season eight yes. had 10 episodes, the Bob Drag Queen season. That was a great season. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. This season is going to have this. We're not, I don't even think we're halfway through this season. We're in the top nine right now. We still have, yeah. We still got a ways to go. <laughs> God. Okay. So we're coming back the next day. Here comes RuPaul. She's talking about her wee wee pole. Mm-hmm. I got a wee wee pole. I gotta say, I love looking up old YouTube videos of young Rue and young Michelle. Like they, they were like, they lived what a lot of people today wish they could have lived. Like in the early, in the, like the late eighties, early nineties, New York. You know what's funny to me is a lot of people that are angry with RuPaul um, are are what RuPaul used to be as a young person. You know, um, totally. She was this kind of punk rebel, gender fuck. Yeah. Uh, person i mean the the whole supermodel thing came about when she just was like broke and like on on her last dollar and she needed to pull some kind of idea together and it just worked for her yeah i think i mean the main issue though is the fact that like it's like rue and ellen really knocked down a lot of doors but then once they get rich and they get to the certain level they kind of forget they don't necessarily like forget where they came from but they're they they don't progress with the times they kind of like just age as old people and and for and don't acknowledge the way the world is changing around them. I mean, I feel I feel what you're saying, but I don't necessarily that think that's necessarily true with RuPaul myself. Okay, so the mini challenge <laughs> is pantyhose punk drag. Yes. So it's uh, basically what happened in Drag Race UK. Macho drag. I don't know. They're so, well, they're first of like, all, yeah. Their their sponsor here is Snag Tights, which I just want to give a great shout out to because. They, I've, I order from Snag Tights because they have incredible, inclusive advertising where all of their models are people of color, people with disabilities, and people of all sizes. They have like very plus size models who are like vibrant and, and happy and just like they advertise in a way that other companies do not. Perfect. I love snag tights. Now, do they snag is my question. No, and that's the thing is that they last a long time. They don't snag. Well, there you go. So all these holes in these tights. I don't know where that happened, but here we go. They're fishnets. They're called fishnets, and they're meant to have holes. <laughs> do they do tights? or No, because they rip them up. Well, a lot of them, like some of them are fishnets. There's fishnets that they're, they're provided I with fishnets. I can and tell they're wearing fishnets, but they put holes in the fishnets. Yeah, well, they, they add holes to the fishnets. Well, that's why I was like, now, was that an easy rip or was that a snag? Well, I would say it was not an easy rip. Well, I'm just saying if you're advertising your pantyhose or, you know, whatever, as a non-snag, there's a lot of holes in these. <laughs> For the look, they saying, had to complete the look. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird advertisement thing. You know, there we go. <laughs> We're feeling very combative. Okay. So they're getting yeah. into it and they have a back uh, uh, backup band and it's the pit crew. And is this the first time we're seeing the pit crew? The one and only, I think so. I think it's the first time I've seen them. Right. So I was that, surprised that they had them there. Yeah, I was like, why, why are they showing up now? Okay. Yeah, it seemed like a superfluous reason to have them because we saw this exact challenge on UK yesterday and they did not do it with the pit crew. I'll be honest, though, I wasn't paying attention to anything except for Bryce being the little drummer boy behind them. Listen. He's, he's a little cutie pretending to drum. Yeah. A straight little cutie. I love my straight cuties. 
Now, everybody seems to be doing fine. Same with the episode yesterday. I don't really pay attention to what's happening here because it's all subjective and everyone's doing great. <laughs> uh, who wins? Tina Burner. I don't even recall seeing her once, but that's great. I did. I noticed her. She did a good job. She was on the all floor. Right. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Uh, Tita is the winner. What does she win? Snakes, tights, I assume. Uh, I think she won like $1,000. I don't know if it was $1,000 in snag tights or just $1,000. I think it was $1,000 courtesy of snag tights. That's a lot of snag tights. <sighs> I'm making all this up though. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. All right, so, <laughs> and we find out from RuPaul, she says, and it's snatch game, da 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 Yay, the episode we've all been waiting for. The week before the finale, Snatch Game. The <laughs> Wait, say that again. In a normal season, this would be like the week was before this finale. So it's a very late Snatch Game. <laughs> it is quite a late Snatch Game, yes. Although yes, there's yes. still more people than normal on a Snatch Game. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there, there's been seasons where they've had nine of them. I think yeah. season four did. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big, it's a lot of people there though. So, yeah. okay, we're getting into the girls are talking about who they're going to play on the Snatch Game. All this talk of like, it's the one thing we know that's going to happen. Uh, we, the, you can't not be prepared for Snatch Game. That's right. All the time, every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> Same combo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snatch Game is, uh, we all know it's coming. We should all have been working it on it all year long. We get that. But not everybody's a natural born comedian and not everybody does impressions. Also, it's stressful just to think about like, I have to, it's, there's a lot of pressure with Snatch Game nowadays. I feel like yeah, there's too much the, pressure on Snatch Game. The, I mean, the, the episode itself is so iconic every season that we put the pressure on ourselves, yeah. And it really doesn't play, I mean, it used to play, I feel like the uh, whoever did really well is considered a front runner to make it to the finale. But yeah. like in the last like chunk of seasons, the bottom two who, did Snatch Game have been the winners? Priyanka, yeah, uh, Evie Oddly, Brooklyn. Evie. I mean, like, come on, these people are all. It doesn't really play into that anymore. That's right. Who won season thirteen? It wasn't Jackie. Season twelve, sorry. Jada. Oh, I, uh, who who won the Snatch Game? The Snatch Game, yeah. Oh, wasn't Jackie? Was it Jackie? I I thought it was Jackie. I can't even. I, I think Jackie even was top. I think Jackie was in the top, but I don't think she won. I don't even remember. I don't think she ever won an episode. Yeah, I don't remember who was even on that season anymore. I don't remember. I know. Oh, it was Gigi. It was, uh, yeah, Gigi Good. That's with Maria, Gigi. the robot. There we go. See, we didn't even remember. We didn't even care. That's right. All right. So here we go. We're just talking about it with RuPaul. RuPaul's in the room talking back to them about, like, well, are you sure? You got to make me laugh. You know, all those things. Uh, Utica pulls out this squirrel hat. Shout out to Squirrel Talk with her, yeah. little, her crazy squirrel hat. I needed a couple of these for us. Yeah, seriously, let's get when, some. When we do our live podcast, we need to put our squirrel hats on. Yeah, yeah. Because she's doing Bob Ross. And you know what? Uh, she's wearing squirrels because she doesn't want to cultural appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Which is so the funny, this is the funniest conversation. It's hilarious because, like, she's right. Don't be culturally appropriative. However, you are playing a white man who had a natural afro. Therefore, 
it's okay, baby. <laughs> but I love that she went about this of like, how can I do this politely and PC? Ah, squirrels. <laughs> like, well, here's like, the thing is everybody, I don't know why they didn't mention this. Everyone's like, why squirrels? What are you talking about? But Bob Ross was known for squirrels. He had a squirrel that like he had a squirrel sanctuary like in his yard. Oh my, and I didn't he, know this. Yeah, he was always on camera feeding squirrels. Like it was on the show. He was feeding squirrels. Well, okay, then I could have used that information. I know. That's why I'm so weirded out that they didn't talk about this on, on the episode. Because <laughs> it's not a weird choice for her to put squirrels in her hat. I think it's quite a brilliant choice, actually. God, Mick should have filled us in because God, Mick is a huge Bob Ross Ross. You know what? I'm sure God, Mick did and they didn't care it. I really love that, like, of all the people there that... <laughs> Got Mick is the one who knows Bob Ross. <laughs> I was like, that's the last person I would have thought because there's such like a like a oh yeah, Scorch. Like you never would have thought Bob Ross. Well, keep in mind, Got Mick is an artist and a makeup artist, and probably spent a lot of their like his youth watching art shows like Bob Ross. Yeah, very uh, very uh, falling asleep to kind of shows. I used to put that on to fall asleep. Me too. Me yeah. too. So Utica's doing the bob, and uh, speaking about afros, here comes Richard Simmons. Oh, would you look at that. And uh, I love that RuPaul was like, uh, it was between Jennifer Coolidge and Richard Simmons for uh, Tina. And uh, uh, RuPaul was like, I don't remember your Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's I've, very funny. I've watched a lot of girls do Jennifer Coolidge. I don't remember yours. And I'm sure a lot of girls do do Jennifer Coolidge. I'm just surprised we actually haven't seen her yet on the Me show. Me too. After she said that, I was like, because I actually know a lot of girls who do her too. I was like, why have we never seen her yet? Yeah, it's bizarre. Also, a thing with Tina, did you notice how like right before all of this, after they were like, you're doing Snatch Game, go get ready. They have this weird shot of Tina and Denali singing, getting up in drag for the Snatch Game. But like, it's Tina's entire back and Denali is completely hidden behind um, a dress form. So like we can't see either of them. We just see like a hint of Denali's hair and Tina's back. And I'm just like, what a weird shot to put into the show. I, I'll be honest. I think I missed that shot and I'm okay with it. I'm going to put it on Squirrel Talk Podcast on Instagram. People are going to eat that shit up. They're going to love it. <laughs> Uh, uh, so uh, Elliot is going to do Rue McClanahan, not RuPaul, Rue McClanahan, and uh, from Golden Girls. And the girls are saying Golden Girls is hard. Is, is Golden Girls hard? No. And I think it's the stupidest comment being like, you don't touch Golden Girls as a drag queen. There are literal drag queen shows built around the Golden <laughs> Girls. Like every drag queen does the Golden Girls. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I was like, really? I feel like it's pretty common in drag for Golden Girls, you know? Um, yes. Although I will say it is hard to nail them because they are so iconic. Um, and like RuPaul said, she's watched every episode 25 times. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to yeah. nail that if, if, if the audience is smarter than you are at the character. So you really better know that character. Yeah. Yeah, RuPaul is like, this is definitely part of RuPaul's brand. It's part of mine as well. I grew up with it and I watched it like 25 times as well by the time I was like Same. 15. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to do a uh, B. Arthur or Dorothy Zabornak, but for me, it's kind of daunting for me because we're very similar. You uh, would do naturally. an incredible B. Arthur. An yeah, incredible B. Arthur. We're so, we're so similar naturally that I just be being myself, you know? Well, I mean, you're funny. Oh, I'll stop. I wasn't asking for that, but thank you. 
I guess we're going should we just get into the snatch game? Um, well, like there, there's a conversation about with, with uh, Simone about whether or not Harriet Tubman would be offensive to do, which I understand why, because she is like a okay. leader of a movement. Yeah, she's a very like important cultural icon. Yeah, but like the person doing it is Simone. And if there's one person I trust to do it, it's Simone. Yeah, I think if you were getting, um, I don't know, um, Utica, that would be offensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what's her name? Olivia's doing Tabitha Brown, who, do you know, have you seen Tabitha Brown's videos? No idea. Oh, you would love her. And you probably have seen her, but you just didn't clock it. She does these incredible motivational videos that like at the height of Black Lives Matter in June, like when that whole movement was happening and also just like in general through the pandemic, she was just this incredibly calming presence. And she would get on her camera with a smile on her face and just be like, how you doing? Y'all having a good day? Here's what I want you to do today. Just take a breath, think about things you love. Like it was just this incredible, she just like was such a beautiful, um, uh, just a beautiful presence during a really chaotic time of worry. And I'm so happy that Olivia decided to do this, but did you know who she actually was gonna do? And the production said no. Uh, Bob Ross. Close, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> yeah, right? well, apparently this season specifically, they've said to them, you cannot play anybody who is not of your race or uh, any of that stuff. So that, I think that's playing into Utica's mind in terms of why she doesn't want to do the Afro. Um, yeah. And, and listen, Rachel Dolziel, I can't even see her last name. Uh, Dolziel? Jump out, who cares? <laughs> is like a white person. So, I mean, that's part of that too. Even though she thinks she's a black woman, I don't know. Uh -huh. That would be funny though. That would be funny. It's a brilliant choice. And I wish they'd let her do it. Yeah, for me, this was just like, we'll talk about the characters. I just didn't know the character enough, but let's, let's get into it. Snatch game, here we go. Da, 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 da. Yay. So who are our contestants? Well, speaking of... Uh, Appropriating and sure. uh, not playing your race. <laughs> let's go with, so first up is Raven. Here's Raven, which we had a uh -huh. conversation with last week of justice for Raven. Um, so, okay, there was, I guess there was a image on Instagram released of her uh, kind of looking like she was doing blackface almost. Um, but yeah. th this was clearly taken from this shoot right here where she's on, because it's the same makeup and, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, what, what I, don't, I, I can't say either way, but from what I gathered from the image was that they were just heightening up her contouring and highlights so that it looked uh, contrasting more. Um, I don't know why they did that, but they just wanted to show, like, you know, before you blend in all your contrasting, uh, contouring makeup and stuff, this uh -huh. is what the face looks like. Uh-huh. Here's the thing is that, like, even the week before when she showed up on Drag Race UK, everyone was like, is Raven a lot? Like, why is she the same shade as RuPaul, first of all? Well, she's so always people... been, she's always been very tan. Like, she's not, she's always been a very, like, tan-skinned white person. Yeah. Yeah, she has, like, a very olive tone yeah um but like people are just thinking that she's just getting darker and darker <laughs> and so, i think raven responded to this not by actually responding but by posting a photo of herself as a child yeah and showing how dark her skin was as a kid i guess is the point of that 
she was always like a dark skinned person uh, in terms of like being a white person. Um, I don't know. So a lot of people are calling out at his at at blackface, and I see why they were seeing that in the picture. She probably yeah. should have disclaimed what was happening in terms of like high contrast uh, contour and highlight stuff. Um, I didn't see that necessarily myself. Did you see that? In the picture, I did. The picture is is pretty dark. Like it's pretty bad. Yeah, but it's it's literally just not blending in your contour and highlight again. Like it, it but she should have put a disclaimer at the very least on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this that picture was taken from this where she is now where she looks like normal raven right <laughs> kind of yeah yeah just with she's she's got a dark tan she's a dark tan girl she's not yeah. maybe she is a rachel joe dolziel i don't know <laughs> they're related uh and then here comes last minute we were wondering where she was in that loading dock they finally brought her in pork chop pork chop this is the first time they've brought her in for a snatch game at least i think she was on season 11 when they had to do photo shoots with uh with previous cast members yeah um, yeah i i love that they brought pork chop for this though that's perfect seriously it's great i like that she's like the first person out ever from the season no one watched and she still gets to have her moment. she deserves it she deserves she's pork chop she's pork chop it's uh, listen it's season one and season two pork chop and raven here we go hey pork chop Hey, Pork Chop. Okay, here we go. We're getting into it. Let's get through this. First up is Simone playing Harriet Tubman. What do we think of this? Uh, we're just going to go ahead and talk about them, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, I thought she was brilliant. I thought she was very funny. I thought she had great jokes and uh, great confidence in the character. I liked her entrance of hiding out. Like we didn't even see her. I loved her entrance <laughs> and she made a very funny joke of that. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so to me, she was fantastic. I thought she was fantastic too. And I love that she was playing um, a historical figure because we haven't had a lot of historical figures on mm-hmm. Snatch Game. And I think it's really interesting to play those. You can have a lot more fun with those, I think, even. Because nobody yeah. knows. She doesn't know what Harriet Tubman talked like. Right. <laughs> right. Or acted like. You can kind of make it up as you go. As long as That's you right. know the facts of Harriet Tubman. Uh-huh. And we see the same kind of deal in a couple of people too. Yeah, and I love that yeah. uh, the, 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 she brought up, like, of course, a white woman would play this role, Jennifer Lewis. Oh, wait, Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> She's not white. Um, so I thought you meant Jennifer Lawrence. And then, like, the whole, like, they wouldn't put me on the $10 bill, so I put myself on the $100 bill. She's got her stamp. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. She did a very good job. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Okay, here comes Got Make as Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just start by saying so actually this is one of the first times this happens is that Godmick actually knows Paris Hilton and she's yeah. her like, personal makeup artist sometimes it was <laughs> like Raja doing Tyra yeah that's what I thought about but I was like, that, like that's kind of crazy like she knows Paris Hilton she looks exactly like Paris Hilton because she paints Paris Hilton isn't that incredible? Isn't that great? Yeah. What a great fucking... Which is smart yeah. for her, because like if you know a person, you have to do them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she killed it. Her initial joke would be like, just let me know when we're, when we're rolling and let's do this. And she's like, we're rolling. Oh, okay, great. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> okay. She was hilarious. And again, I'm really loving that Gottmik is coming out now. I wasn't a huge fan at the very beginning because I was like, I don't know what they're going to do performance-wise. Mm-hmm. Great looks. Even when I saw her Paris Hilton, I was like, she looks just like Paris, but I hope she can give it. And she did. She really did. Yeah, she's been nailing comedy in particular. She's been fucking nailing it. 
yeah, she did an incredible job with this. Really, like, uh, like I would, I would have thought that was actually Paris. Yeah, I think Paris thought that was Paris. <laughs> I'm sure Paris loved it. Well, they're besties, so they're probably watching it together in a bathtub. Yeah, yeah, sexual. So hot. After this <laughs> comes Rose as Mary Queen of Scots, another historical figure, which I think is really clever to do. Um, cause you can kind of just play it as, and she is Scottish. So she gets to play up her own Scottish. She has that natural, um, accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she gets to play that up and, uh, uh do a queen and, uh, make things up. Uh, she was beheaded and there's so much you can play with. Yeah. Especially since the gag is with the accent. And so she would go off into like literal gibberish with the accent on purpose and it, it translated. It was good. That was really the gag. It wasn't just her doing this historic. The gag was that she was like, I could, I could, I could, I could, I could, I and people were like, yeah. I have no idea what she said, but that sounds funny. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, that was a really smart choice in Rosé. That was when I was like, okay, comedy queen, there you are. There you yes, are. Right, right there. here. That's it, mm. though. That's it. Right here. And that's it. <laughs> we're finally getting it. And then next to her was Tina as Richard Simmons. What'd you think? Um, I thought she was fun. I thought she did a good job. I wouldn't say it was the standout of everybody, but I, I'm glad someone did Richard Simmons and I think Tina did a good job of it. I disagree. I hated this. You did? I hate this wig. This is not Richard Simmons wig. <laughs> this is like, you need to go like a Jojo Siwa route with lemon. Like do, do Richard Simmons crazy hair. We know like, right. we know what Richard, like the loose falling out afro, <laughs> like <laughs> the coma. It's iconic. We know that. And then she's wearing a shirt that says "Let's get snatched." Um, I, I don't hate that, but I just wasn't getting. Richard is such a big character, so much fun to play. Yeah, and I thought she relied on the gimmicks of her wig and her legs popping up, which was funny. But it was like a gimmick, <laughs> and just the the "Let's get snatched" shirt. I, there was nothing else there for me. I mean, she got up and and worked out and did little weights, little baby weights. It wasn't enough for me. It was not enough. One thing I didn't like was when she brought up the housekeeper kidnapping Richard Simmons saying, I was like, we didn't need that joke. And it wasn't funny. I don't even remember. Did the housekeeper kidnap Richard? Oh my God. You don't know the story. I, I loosely remember this. So Richard Simmons was like missing for a good while. of the I'm, last That's year. recent. Oh, that was that. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. It was last year. And then we found out that like his housekeeper was like, keeping him under the influence and like basically kidnapped in his own home um but then like then there's been stories recently being like everything's fine he's fine he's just at home he's just being quiet leave him alone i don't know i don't know what's going on oh yeah all right okay all right <laughs> yeah. richard simmons okay listen he is again like one of the on the forefront of queer people on tv <laughs> yeah one of the first i remember he was i think he might be the first gay person I ever saw on TV. I think it's on like late night and like David Letterman or something. Um, oh yeah, 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 David Letterman. He was always on Letterman. And he, like my dad obviously had an opinion about him because he was like, oh, this fruit, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But for me, it was just interesting because I'd never seen somebody like that before, you know? Sweating of the oldies, baby. Yeah, I mean, he was literally like on the floor of David Letterman with his legs open being like, what do you think about that, David? In his <laughs> like, short shorts. Yeah, short and I was like, shorts. who is this bitch? I love her. Yeah. So I love the choice. I, I, because I love Richard, I didn't like what Tina did with it. Nope. 
Okay, fair enough. Here comes Candy Muse doing Candy Muse. Uh-huh, what a great character for her to pick. <laughs> An icon. <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be doing Patrick Starr, who I, do you know Patrick Starr? No. I loosely know them. They're a makeup person on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And this was not Patrick Starr at all. Like this was 100% mm -hmm. Candy Muse. There were some like mm -hmm. jokes that were like designed around Patrick, I guess, but it was Candy Muse telling the jokes. Like there was no characterization at all. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was just like, sure, maybe you had some jokes, but like all I'm seeing is Candy. And I did look up Patrick Starr after this. And first of all, they're not the same race. And second of all, um, that's not how Patrick talks at I think, all. I think Patrick is a mixed race, like Candy, though. Patrick is Filipino, Filipino-American. Oh, oh, about, maybe Candy has a little Filipino in her. Maybe that's how she got by. I don't know. Well, Candy's Afro-Latino. Maybe there's a little bit of a Filipino. We don't know. Mm, maybe. I don't Let's think see, so. I want, I want to see the 23 in me now. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, I, for me, uh, this would have been a bottom thing for me. Tina and Candy, for me, were kind of in the bottom. And this was just like, it was just nothing. It was Candy being Candy, which was kind of funny, but like, that's not enough for, like, Snatch Game. You can't get away with that. Right. And then next yeah. to her is Olivia doing Tabitha Brown. And uh, so the whole joke is the vegan chef. Um, I didn't know this character, and I really just was getting Olivia from the character, too. Yeah. Um, and there was no even, jokes even, so. That's not even what's, like, her being vegan isn't even, a, like, a small percentage of what makes Tabitha Brown funny. Like, she should have been giving us affirmations. She should have been giving us, like, uh, so much more, like, motherly advice. Like, that's what we should have been giving, getting from her, and she wasn't giving any of that. She was just talking about her fucking apples. She was talking about her apples. Uh, she was talking about, I don't know, I don't know what she was talking about. I was bored. Um, Candy a, ate her banana whole with the skin and everything. That was great. You know what? That saved candy in my eyes. <laughs> but like, are you allowed to do that? Isn't that bad for you? The banana. No, you can have the skins. Why not? You can? It doesn't taste good. Huh. It's not going to hurt you. All right. I hope she washes the bananas before she ate them. Yeah. You know, have, uh, she likes her foreskin on the banana, right? Mm, who doesn't? So uh, Olivia was in the bottom for me too. This was real weak. And the next to Olivia was. Hey, hold on. Before we move on, I just had another thought about Candy. You know who she looked like and easily and should have done? Ew. Rosa from TikTok. Rosa? Do you know Rosa, the, the like that little um, Latino kid who wears a towel around his head and wears um, one eyelash upside down? And it's like, hey, come here. <laughs> What are you looking at? Why are you looking at me? She's like no a TikTok idea. star. Yeah, no clue. No, don't know. I'm going to send you and you'll see. And you'll see. This, like, she easily could have done it and she should have. There's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of characters I could see Candy Muse doing. Um, I yeah. thought Patrick was like, I, for me, that was a total miss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, who's like a really loud character she could do? Because she does loud very well. Benji? 
Yeah, she would have killed Vanjie. <laughs> I think you're not allowed to do um, previous Drag Race people anymore. That's true. I think they changed that because they used to be able to, but I think they've taken that out now. Yeah, We saw too many Alyssa Edwards and none of them were good enough. <laughs> uh, not even Alyssa Edwards is Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> so next to Olivia's Denali doing Jennifer, Jennifer, Jonathan Van Ness. Yes. And can I just say, what a perfect combination what a beautiful, <laughs> what a beautiful I character for her to pick. Totally didn't even realize that was Denali. Like she did such a great job disappearing yeah. into the character. Like Denali is she such transformed. like she's a bit of a stoic, uh, less of a personality queen, I would say. Like great, but like Jonathan's a huge, flamboyant personality, and we just got all of that in there, and uh, uh -huh. she transformed herself. Yeah. She really did. And she fucking nailed the language. She nailed the like energy. She had everything about Jonathan. And I was really impressed. There's a lot of like male drag happening in the Snatch Game now. And I'm not mad at it. But Jonathan is like, like Jonathan and Richard Simmons is really flamboyant people. I love to see those in Snatch Game. Yeah. And I, I, I love what she did with Jonathan because Jonathan is like a queen, a punk. She, Jonathan is a queen. Yeah, completely. Um, you know who I, watching it, I saw something in Denali and you know who else I saw? Another character that she could have done? Who? Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I see that too. She gives yeah. that in her confessionals, little Paul Rubens. Yeah, yeah, she's got, she's got Paul Rubens' face. She easily could have done Pee Wee. <laughs> What's the laugh? What's Pee Wee's laugh? Connect the dots. La, 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 la. Connect the dots. Ooh, Selena Vine, you are very good at that. Ooh. Mm, I love me some Pee-wee. I, I was Pee-wee for Halloween once. Oh, I should do Pee-wee if I ever get on Drag Race. Ooh, Pee-wee-wee pole. <laughs> and then you stand up and take your dick out. <laughs> That's it. Okay, next to Denali is Elliot as Rue. Let's be specific here, Rue McClanahan. <laughs> yeah. And this was real stiff. <laughs> This was like every answer was man. <laughs> and a listen, man. Man. that's a good answer. She just didn't deliver it. Like, what's your type of man? Man. Like, I like all of them. That's a funny answer. She just, she, first of all, for a Southern person from Texas, she did not nail the voice. She did not no. have that Southern Bell voice at all. And she's from and there. She didn't put anything into Blanche there's like Blanche has specific eye ticks she has a pursed mouth she gives a little shimmy she like gets really horny I didn't get any of that none none at all and uh even like RuPaul was like being asking more questions like well what kind of men and you know you just expand on it have fun with it give her more to play with than all yeah. the men like you know there's there's just so much that she didn't do with this. It was a real, yeah. she was the, the weakest out of all of them for me, for sure. Yeah, like literally go ahead and list all the men, like all of them. <laughs> yeah, give us some names. Mm -hmm. um, give us some jokes. Uh, here comes Bob Ross, Utica. Yeah. And I didn't, well, first of all, the squirrel hat was a little <laughs> distracting. I loved it. <laughs> And then the painted on beard and then all these like art mules that she like pre-did for the thing. Uh, it was yeah. all very thought out. She really thought this out. But I think uh -huh. she put herself in a real uh, box of thinking it all out and not living in the moment. So, yeah, 
I think she made her own grave with that. None of her jokes made sense. None of them. I don't get it. I mean, there was there was a thing where they were like, she was spraying green. My answer is she sprayed the green. The answer was green. And it would have worked. But she just seemed to have something else with it, though. And it just, it wasn't, she it wasn't hitting. I think she panicked. <laughs> and how was that yeah. safe? How is it? You know, when you're like in a scene or something, you're like, oh, God, this isn't going well. Oh, God, I got to put my fist in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those moments where you're panicking and trying to make up for something. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It was probably kids paint. Kids eat it all the time with their macaroni and glue. Who cares? Mm. Candy's eating chicken? the banana skin. Utica's eating the paint. <laughs> I would have been like, can you pass the paint? I got a banana skin to put in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was rough, too. I actually didn't think it was as rough as say Olivia's for myself personally. I thought they were all rough. I mean, listen, I thought this could have been like, if this was my race, Vicky's drag race. <laughs> I think it was rougher than Olivia's, but I think at least she did things. Like Olivia didn't do anything. I would love to put multiple girls in the bottom two all the time. I would have like four girls going at it constantly. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. I have to say there were a lot of girls in the top for me this week. This is a pretty good snatch game overall, aside from Utica, Blanche, and uh, Olivia. I would say it was 50-50. I think this was stronger than the UK one this season. But I, I, it was a 50-50 where it was like half were like pretty good and really good. And then half were just really misses. So it was 50-50 mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give was, it like a 30-70 a or like a 25-75. Okay, this was no season seven for me. Season seven was like the bar. Of all seasons, can you imagine? Right. All right, that is it. The Snatch Game is over. Uh, Let's Raven, go home. Raven is continuing her life as a black person off the show now. And, uh, <laughs> we're getting into who, what girls thought they did good and who didn't do good. And apparently Utica told Olivia after they finished it, you did good. <laughs> yeah. And so Olivia's mad because then she overhears uh, Denali ask Utica, who do you think did badly? And she said, Olivia. But like, I think that's just something you say to someone after you're like, hey, good job. Like, it's like, yeah, you don't very, want to shit on them right after, right after the performance. You're not going to be like, well, you shit the bed there. No, and they're, they're like kind of the biggest friends that were the awkward friend couple that we've seen so far in the season, really. And if, yeah. like, if one of us said that to each other, be like, you did okay. Or like, I wouldn't tell you like, Ooh, girl, you should be in trouble. Like, I wouldn't say that to somebody, you know? Right. So I get, I get why Utica said that. Yeah, totally. Um, but she overheard her saying something else. So she's throwing. I mean, here we go. If 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 Olivia is the Chriselle of the season, we found out who the Christine Quinn is, and it was Utica all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it was Utica. It was Utica all along. <laughs> Isn't that the way? Oh, who knew? <laughs> uh, this was like literally was the reveal of the season for me. I was like, oh my god, she's the Christine Quinn. Mm -hmm. And what a Christine so Quinn I'm gonna skip is. skip ahead to like since we're talking about it now in Untucked, they talk about how Utica she has a very different uh, personality and way of interacting off camera than she does on camera. But they gave a very specific example of that too, which I I, I disagree with them. Right. The one about the binder, about Monique bringing out the binder on, on Potomac. 
Yeah, Monique. Yes, Monique. Of course. <laughs> well, because they had the reading challenge, and I, because we all know that Utica overprepares for things like her snatch game, so she uh -huh. probably had written down all these different reads for people in a binder somewhere. I, yeah. And so after they finished that, she was probably just like, "Do you guys want to hear my reads I wrote for you during dinner?" When I guess Rosé didn't want to hear it, but she read them to them. I mean, I have a feeling that's one example we're hearing, but there's a lot more because I think more people are saying this about her. So like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't really a welcome time to be reading everybody and everyone was just like tired and wanted to eat. And, um, and I think Olivia has said some stuff about like Utica showing a different side of herself outside of the show or like off camera as well. And Utica has admitted to it too. So I don't know. I think she just doesn't know how. I think she's trying to produce herself and doesn't under doesn't really know what, what she's doing with it. I, what what she says is that she knows she's doing that, but she wants to show like the best, nicest person she can on camera. She says that. Um, yeah. So I think if people who are wanting to produce themselves, they wouldn't admit to that. So I appreciate that she recognizes that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely a moment of like, okay, you know, again, like people are very different on camera than they are off camera. It's true. And well, I, don't I, mean, think, I don't think that's just Utica. But she does say like, I don't know who to be on camera. And like Tina goes, be you dummy. Like just be yourself. Like stop trying to put on niceness. Like if you're going to be shady, just fucking be shady, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say until you're in that position, who knows how everybody's going to act, you know? Yeah. And she's never done it before. So she's learning as she goes. Um, I will say I don't think she is as shady as a duplicitous person as they're making her out to be in the untucked. I think that's... I think she is because remember when they were doing, um, when they were casting roles for the musical and then she was like, I really want to hold on to this character. Then she was like, oh my God, I think I, I caused this drama between them and I love it. Like she, there's something, there's something there with her. She's, she's another little Chriselle. She's very similar to Olivia, I think. No, no, no. She's a, she is a Christine Quinn. She's a Christine. Much more, much more advanced. But here's the thing. It's like, if she's Christine, she's out there with her bitchiness. Like, I think Tina would be more of a Christine. <laughs> no, nobody's a Christine, really. There, there was this one moment where I saw a little Christine. If you don't, if you don't watch Selling Sunset, you have no idea what we're talking about. So let's move on. <laughs> Well, you can okay. run over to Squirrel Talk Podcast on Instagram and find out. That's it. Okay. So here we go. We're getting into the runway, right? Um, yeah. I mean, Denali talks about how her family wasn't, uh, isn't supportive of her drag. And then we move on. We've heard this conversation before. Tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> Every season. <we> get it. <laughs> um, well, okay. She brings up that like she's an athlete. Her parents get that. And she's trying to, actually, I do want to talk about this quickly. The stigma of drag being sexualized as a kink, right? Um, and I feel that. I feel like a lot of people put a lot of sexual connotation. If you don't understand drag, you don't understand it as an art, you, th you think of it as a kink. Um, yeah. And for a lot of parents and a lot of, you know, uh, they think of it as, as that, but it's not what it is. Mm hmm. So with shows like Drag Race, I mean, it's really doing that destigmatization to a broader audience. But there are still people like people's parents that don't get that. Yeah. Like mine. Like yours and Denali's. What are you drinking? Uh, it's a chocolate protein uh, smoothie. <laughs> gotcha. Busted. 
<laughs> I didn't blend my chicken smoothie yet. That's for like a 7 p.m. Well, let's take a break and you can go ahead and blend it. Oh, you're right. It's almost time for my chicken smoothie. Time for a break. We'll be back from our break from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> four, four. From our sponsor. <laughs> We are back from our break from our sponsor. Four. <laughs> you know what I tend to do a lot is I tend to like throw a word in too many times into a sentence. I'm like, we're back from a break from our sponsor, from me to you. Yeah. From, Here we go. Yeah. I have a tendency to do that. So I love that about you. I'm learning, I'm growing, but I need time. <laughs> we're evolving. We love it. I'm, yeah, I'm evolving into the next stage of Vicky Lick's vernacular. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, where were we? The runway. Here we go. Judges are Michelle Visage, Carson mm -hmm. Presley, RuPaul, mm -hmm. and the return of T.S. Madison. That's right. Winner of Snatch Game Season 11. That's right. We had a little Silky Nutmeg Nash uh, callback. Um, I will say that Silky's <laughs> T.S. really isn't T.S. It was really Silky. Um, I, she, still, I, I still stand by that. <laughs> She should not have won. I stand by that as well. Um, I think, I mean, I love that it was an ode to TS because she's fabulous, but it was really just silk. I mean, she, again, it's the same thing as Candy Muse, you, where you're throwing out jokes, but you're not doing the character, you're doing you. Yeah. Anyways, here's TS. She looks fabulous. I love that we're having TS involved with the show more as this really proud, outspoken, trans Black woman. There are four rotating judges, judges this season. They are all Black. Love that. Yeah. This season, this season was being filmed really in the height of the Black Lives Matter. Uh, we'll talk about this on the runway too with uh, one of their looks, but yeah. it was really on the, on the front of everybody's mind. And I appreciate that they put that into the show. Yes. Agreed. Here we go. What's the runway? It is Fascinators. Fascinating Fascinators. First up is Olivia Lux giving us mad about you, scientist. Mad about you, Paul Reiser. <laughs> Helen Hunt, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Auntie. So she's wearing. Uh, she says this Helen Auntie. That would be a great drag name. Oh, Marco says this to me all the time. I was like, stop him. Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he brings up Helen Auntie every single second. All right. Oh, I love she's it. She's wearing like a leather overcoat, uh, science experiment coat. She's got these big old pleather gloves. I love these gloves that are purplish. Mm -hmm. And then she's got this headpiece. She's wearing like a, uh, what's the chemical, what's the chemical table? The, 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 the periodic table? table? She's wearing the periodic table hat. That's what, what do you mean periodic table hat? What does that mean? It looks like a chemical explosion on her head. Yes. Okay, what do we think? I'm not in love with it. I like it. I like the concept. I don't, I think it's just too much like the white coat for me is just kind of bland to look at. I don't mind the coat or the gloves. I actually like, I like that that's like this mad scientist thing and that I get that and it's mm -hmm. like drag. I don't like mm -hmm. that. I mean, the, the category is fascinator and I don't like this fascinator. I think they're two separate looks. So I think this fascinator could have gone with something else. Um, yeah. But they don't work together for me and I don't like the wig with this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it either, but for different reasons, I guess. I like the neck uh, the neck down. I like. Mm-hmm. But the head up, I'm not into. So I'm going to give it a cut. I cut off the yeah, head. I'm going to cut it too. Sorry, Liv. 
Sorry, you gotta Frankenstein yourself back together. <laughs> Here comes uh, Rosé. Yes. And she's giving us, as she says, Rosé all day. Rosé. Rosé all day, looking like a giant rose with a giant rose on her head that was made by her drag mother, Keisha Karn. That's right. And ruffles, and she's got gloves with little perks. As she says, she loves a little perk. What was that? Is that what she said? A big I don't prick. Know. <laughs> a little prick. That, right? Yeah, I imagine it was probably a big prick. I don't think she'd be a little prick girl. She's Whitney Rose. This rose isn't afraid of a little prick. <laughs> Her husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is for me as like what I wish Tina Burner has had done <laughs> this season, where her name is Rose. She's giving us a Rose moment here. Yeah. But this is the first time she's really doing that. And I'm like, good, I'm good with this. Yeah. Tina Burner has been giving us, she's been nailing it over the, our heads like a mallet all season. Yeah. I would have just loved one Tina Burner moment. We're good. Yeah. So for that reason, I love this with for Rose. You know what? I love it too. And I agree with what um, the lady said. What's her name? Michelle. Where she's like, this chick wears too much ruffles. It, it, you, it always cuts off her neck or some part of her body which we've talked about on this show before. And I'm surprised it's the first time we're hearing it here on this show. Um, but this one does look absolutely beautiful on her. I love this. This is great. I love the fascinator. It's perfect. It's giving me drama. Mm -hmm. That's what the category is. Fascinator. Let the fascinator influence the look. And it does. The gloves mm -hmm. have nice spikes on them. It's like, it's cute. I, I like this. Um, again, it's like she needs, she's been wearing a lot of oven mitts. We need less oven mitts. Right. Yeah, so I like this. Nut, 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 nut. Right. Good. I nutted as well. Speaking about nuts, here comes Utica. She's crazy. She's giving she's us. She's kooky. She's kooky. She's crazy. Somebody get her committed. She's just come out of the picnic. There's a basket on her head. Hey, hey, boo, boo. Ants <laughs> are running up into her uterus. Utica's uterus. You know, if anybody needs to like redo Dr. Seuss, it's Utica. <laughs> yeah tell me about it what do you um, think yeah i love it i think it's camp as usual and it's fashion as usual it's a completely different silhouette than we've seen her in. i don't think we've yes. seen her in the bodysuit yet and i love the ants the ant detail is fantastic i love the one sleeve is puffy i love that she took that um, and it's a different fabric from the rest of it. I love, I just love how she mixes them all together. And again, the fascinator is a picnic basket. It's like, that's the theme. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what those ants are made out of. She said, um, um, she said what they were made out of. Um, I, maybe it was wood. Did she say wood? What? I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> okay, speaking about wood. Here comes Simone giving me some wood. She is coming out in full white drama mama with a big old fascinator, almost like a Pope hat, kind of. Yeah. And the drama is, you. What's, go ahead, yeah. I was gonna say, first of all, she looks beautiful. This gown is gorgeous on her. Just like looking at it from the front, she's just like a stunning vision. Yeah, let's talk front and then back. Front, I love that the proportions on the hips come out the way they do. She just yeah. really knows how to do this stuff. It's like the full gloves are like coming off the gown. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, don't then, seen her, I don't think we've seen her in a gown before. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah. She's been saving this up for a special moment because she turns around. What happens? 
Um, her fascinator on the back says, say their names. And she has two bullet holes in her back and her arms are up in the don't shoot me position. And this is the, the statement of the year right now of say their names. And she's making that statement. She's been doing that all season. Even mm-hmm. her Harriet Tubman is a statement on this. And she, I, I, I respect this so much because drag yeah. is really um, so many different things. It's, you know, lighthearted, yeah. frivolous. Uh, and she is those things, but she brings it to another level of also being an activist and knowing yes. that she has a platform to speak out on these things that are happening. Yes, everything she's done so far, the do-rag um, runway, the, um, the, the beaded runway, like everything she does has so much thought behind it as to who she is and what she represents. And for her to take something that's so fresh in the media at the time that they were filming this and put it on that stage and like to walk down the runway saying their names, mm-hmm. Like, what a beautiful moment. I love that we took the moment that judges always have a snarky comment to make about their looks, whatever. They just let her say their names and that was that. And that was, it was, it's such a powerful moment. We, and this is where we need these. We need artists to speak out on this stuff like this. This is so important. She knows that, she knows that. Did you watch the video she posted? I have not yet, but I've seen people have been talking about it. I have to watch this. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I gotta watch this. This was uh, this is just such a clear nut for me. This might be the nut of the season for me, because yeah, it, it, it goes beyond what the show is, and it goes beyond yes all of that into what we need to move on into all of us into the future. We need this kind of stuff to happen. So I yeah. love this. Yes, nut 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 nut. Yes, Simone. Oh, girl, I just cannot picture her not getting the, to the win i don't know i don't know i know oh i and i don't know when we're ever gonna get there <laughs> <laughs> this race is forever so here comes got mick and ooh, she's got to put a pin in it put a, put a pin in it as sarah silverman says <laughs> um is she this is this is cool it's fucking badass it's cool and uh, no one would have thought she would put a safety pin in your head She's doing, uh, like, we haven't seen a lot of Gottmik's classic makeup, which is the white and, you know, um, WCW Sting makeup, as I like to say. (laughs) Uh, But this is her, this is her signature. And I like that we're we're getting it again. And she's giving this the punk vibes of, you know, safety pins are punk. And then she's got safety pins all over her punk outfit. She's got tattoos um, uh, stenciled all over her body. Mm -hmm. I love the hair with this. This is a total nut, too. Yeah, completely. She knows what she's doing. It's she such looks... a great fascinator because it's one of those like classic arrow through the head moments. I love that. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's got a funniness to it too, kind of, you know? Yes. And the Swarovski crystal blood dripping from the tip. Yeah, she's Wonderful. got a, a little ball sack. Yeah. Just uh, full of Swarovski crystals. It's a nut for me. It is a nut. There comes after that, it is Denali. Yeah, listen up. It's a girl, Denali. It's a girl, Denali. And she is skating through the competition because she's wearing rollerblades. Hey, which actually look like like skates. They look like, like blade blades. Well, isn't she just a natural at skating? She sure is. She should compete. She's wearing a little diner <laughs> outfit. And then the fascinator is a pot of coffee spilling into a cup. Um, I love... First of all, this fascinator really makes a whole look, I feel. But it's so yeah. um, put on properly. It's hard to balance that kind of thing. 
I am so curious as to how that stays on her head. Like all of these people with their fasteners, like how do you keep that on your head? Is it built into the wig? What's going on? Yeah. And I will say that like, like um, cat fashion really is based on a lot of fascinators. Um, uh-huh. Some of our favorite drag queens and artists are like, they wear fascinators. Uh, yeah. And that's such a camp thing to do. Manila so, Luzon. Yeah, totes. Yeah. Um, this is giving me like breakfast in America, super tramp. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? No. <laughs> I just wanted to check. <laughs> I'm glad you did. It's breakfast in America. I don't think that's the song. So I'm going to give this a nut. I like it. Michelle said this is like a, doll, like a party city. I don't think it is. I think it's great. I give this a nut. Well, she was saying that like this type of outfit is regularly a party city, but she made it not. She made it fashion. And the fact that she's on rollerblades because that's a skill set she has work. Yeah. And she's yeah. working. She's at the diner. She's currently working. My name's Doris. Can I take your order? <laughs> I'm going to... Can I get a coffee and a clean glass? No! <laughs> Here comes. You want to go back there and wash the dishes? Help yourself. <laughs> Elliot with two T's. And one leg. <laughs> to barely stand on. Okay. Um, okay. And cut, 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 cut. They were trying it's... to defend this as like, you're, oh, she's a flamingo. I get it. No, 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 no. I don't get No. You, no. Never, you never see a flamingo with this. She's wearing like a half bodysuit with like a nude illusion draping. Uh-huh. Like, what the, the fuck, fuck was that? What the and fuck was that? This wig is so poorly put on. It's like, ah. Uh, and then the fascinator is just a feather thing. I hate it. I hate this. Every piece of this is disgusting to me. This is like um, this is like Kennedy Davenport's crystallized uh, hooker um, Worse. chicken chicken thing. But no, like, yeah, that but at like, least had a fun story to this. She's just yes. calling herself a flamingo. I was like, girl, you aren't a flamingo. Like, bitch, if you're a flamingo, where's your leg that's propped up? Huh? Where's your where's your leg on releve? Hmm? Why is this nude fabric draping? I don't get it. And they were trying to, they were really being nice to her. I was like, stop being nice. This yeah. is the worst outfit. This might be worse than the Alyssa Edwards outfit. This is so it bad. Was, yeah, it was, it's brutal. It's hideous. It's disgusting. I can't believe they were defending this. I can't, I was like, what is going on here? They were just being nice. Why? <laughs> Why, now? Why now? Why now? Why now? I don't get it. I cut, 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 cut. Cut it out. Cut off the leg and the arm, and then maybe you have a flamingo, honey. Mm-hmm. Here comes Tita Burter giving us ho- horse face. <laughs> she's giving us Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. She's the day at the races. She's got a blue uh, blue ribbon. She's, uh, um, you know what? I like this for her. This again, she finally broke out of the Tina colors. Um, yeah. I don't like the fascinator. I think it looks really cheap. And yeah. it, look, it looks like a stuffed uh, pony head yeah. because it is. Um, I would have liked better if she made like a pony style headpiece, like an actual. Yeah. Piece. Like that would have been so chic, right? This for Correct. me is just a little, a little too hodgepodge, as they say. I agree. I also don't think it fits very well. Um, granted, knowing what we know about how her designer designed this and then couldn't make it and had to outsource. We, I still don't give it an allowance. I think it's terrible. I think the outfit itself is actually kind of nice. I actually like it. I just, just like in terms of the fascinator, I really hate this fascinator. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a cut. 
I like Rue's joke of, you know, she found that fascinator in her bed when she woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Horse humor is hard to do these days, but she pulled it off. <laughs> she pulled it off. <laughs> what do you, what do you give it? Not a cut. It's a cut. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. How dare I? Here comes Candy wearing a muse on her head and a lot more fabric because that's what she does. Now, last week she had a lot of fabric. I liked it, but I was like, this is just a lot of fabric. I'm getting the same thing this week mm -hmm. where it's just not giving any shape. It's just a lot of fabric. Um, and the headpiece is not anything crazy to me. <laughs> so No, like compared to everybody else, it was kind of like, what's this? <laughs> like, what's the story we're telling here? It's a real want-want, like wet feather moment. Um, I'm yeah. gonna give this a cut too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving this a cut. I just like I need I need the fabric to be not so just like a bundle of fabric, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you need a bundle of fabric to tuck yourself in? You seem a little tired. I just yawned. You caught me. Was that it? Was that everybody? It looks like it. Oh, thank God. Okay, what happens? Who's in the tops? Great. So our tops are um, Denali, Rosé, and Got Mick, although I think Simone should have been up there. I think she was like on the cusp. I, but you know yeah. what? I actually agree with this. I actually would have said these as the top tops. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with this based on the snatch game, but if like if the runway was going to be in any consideration, it should have pushed Simone to the top. Mm, yeah, but I mean, I they were talking about it in Tuck too, that like really the snatch game is going to over overpower this Yeah, um, yeah. But I do like the, you know, RuPaul said, thank you very much for the message and acknowledge. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, yes. And the bottoms are Olivia, Utica, and Elliot. Um, uh -huh. And really, that, that, I, that makes sense to me too. 100%, uh, yes, completely. I would have thrown Candy or Tina. It could have been, it didn't matter, but those made sense. The thing is, Candy at least had jokes and Tina at least had energy. It feels like there was no safe this week. I feel like there was just tops and just bottoms. You know what I'm saying? Simone was like saying. the top. And then I felt like Tina and Candy were in the bottom too. There wasn't really anybody safe. I would still say Tina and Candy were like a step above the other three. I disagree. So, <laughs> uh, what happens there? Anything else happened in that moment before we get into our, 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 our lip sync? Do you want to talk about, well, I guess we already talked about what we need to talk about for Untucked. Yeah. Yeah. So who wins? It's Got Mick. Got Mick is the winner, and I would say is deserving. I had a I got a. Uh, ooh. And there's that protein. <laughs> I feel, I fully agree. Got Mick is really impressing me, and I actually would have given her some other acting wins in the show so far. So, like, really, like, kudos to you, Got Mick. You are, uh, you are blowing me away. And, and oh, I do want to bring up that in Untucked, there was a moment between TS and Got Mick. And um, as a trans woman to a trans man, like, yes, do, do what you're doing. Yeah. Yes. That powerful. was in Untucked, correct? Yeah. 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 That was real good. Yeah. We needed to hear that. Yeah. Because it's so important to have the representation. Mm -hmm. And Got Mick is representing. Hello. Yeah, and beautifully as well. Mm -hmm. and, and winning. So Rosé and Denali are both safe, which you know they've both been safe this whole time and now they're rising to the top a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. So they both started on their journey where they were like bottom and then into the top almost and then always safe. And then now they're both rising back up to the top, which is great. 
there we go. So the bottoms are Olivia Utica and Elliot. I personally would have put Olivia in the bottom. Um, over over Utica, I would have, but I feel like Utica's been out of the pulled out of the bottom quite a few times now. So I think her time is up. Yes, agreed. Utica should have been in the bottom a couple of weeks past. Yeah. Elliot, I think, was a lock. <laughs> yeah. For the bottom. And we needed that and we got it. So what are we lip syncing? Fascinated Company B. Right. What a great song. It is. There's a lot of like uh, instrumental parts for them to play with too, which is kind of fun sometimes. Uh-huh. I'm fascinated by your love boy. Oh, what a fun track. Yeah, yeah. We needed we needed that track. Uh I what do you think of this one? I, I, I was really impressed by Utica. Okay, and she was, you know, you know she, I was going to say this really quick. She was a little bit nervous because Elliot is a dancer. And I think anytime you're going into a lip sync against a dancer, it's kind of stressful because there's a lot of dance involved with lip syncing sometimes, yes. right? So she yes. was stressed. Yes. And the reason why I was so impressed with her performance is because she was really bad against Gottmik. And so was Gottmik. But like in the first episode where they had to lip sync, she did not do well. And I was like, oh, she's going to be gone first time she has to lip sync. But like, she really turned it out here. She showed her personality. She knew the words. She knew the beats. She gave us everything we needed. Um, yeah, she, she had fun with it. She wasn't, also, she wasn't sticky as I thought she was going to be. I thought she was going to be like inflatable tube woman the whole time. Yeah. But she wasn't. She did the song and I thought that was great. Yeah. Now, Elliot, what the fuck was that? First of all, what she was wearing. Yeah, did her no favors, <laughs> none. And then like, uh, I mean, they were obviously doing a lot of cutaways from Elliot, so we didn't get to see a lot of her anyways. Um, yeah. Who knows if she even ended in the splits or something, she could have, we didn't see it. But like, this is a, a great 80s track and she only wears 80s clothes. So you would think she'd be in her element. She's a dancer, she barely danced and whatever dance moves she did were like, she felt tired. Like, I just didn't get it. But I'm going to tell you, I also think she didn't beat Lala in that lip sync. I think the only reason she people gagged for her is because she did a kick into the splits. But otherwise, she was kind of stiff in her dancing and in her walking and everything. So, like, I, I, do, I, I when going back to the Lala, I actually did think she did better on Lala in that one. Um, and I'm not a big Elliot fan, but I do mm -hmm. think she did do better. This one was just like, it was very lackadaisical. And it seemed like she wanted to go home. And yeah. I, I think she was just tired and she knew she wasn't going to win it. I yeah. think, and she had been, listen, they've, they've all been there for like a month filming now. Yeah. Um, that's like a regular season. That's how long you're gone, period. So <laughs> they're mm -hmm. just tired. I get it. And I'm glad she was tired because I wanted her to go. Well, we, she was the last queen that were like a fellow queen, question mark. And then, the, yes. But I can't believe, yes, now there's five people gone. <laughs> that still seems like such a small <laughs> number. Oh my like, God. Five, five people gone. We've been watching this show for two months. Yeah. This show premiered on New Year's Day. <laughs> we're in March. Like January. Oh my God. The fact that she made it to March. Come on. Good for you. Holy fuck. Um, but also like problematic. There's some problems that are still happening with Elliot. And yes. I don't think she's fully addressing them. And I think, yes. Um, I think for me, I would have liked it the 
I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's Elliot that needs to uh, comment on those things, not World of Wonder, but I think they need to put pressure on her. I don't know. Correct. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, in the season of like statements of like Black Lives Matter and all these things that are really important with people like Simone, having Elliot there was just kind of detracting from that for me. And I'm happy that that's not there anymore. Yeah. That said, who knows? She could... She, uh, who knows? I don't know Elliot well enough, and we just watched her on a TV show for a little bit. So maybe she'll say something to detract from that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have faith in her. I don't have faith. Okay, but guess what? Uh, Drag Race UK, uh, no, no, oh God, the Drag Race Down Under just premiered their cast. Oh, yeah, they've announced the cast. So uh, before we end this podcast, they're going to start layering seasons more often now. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out how we'll do with that as a podcast because up till this year, up till All Stars 5 in Drag Race Canada, they'd never done that before. So we could right. just review a season and call it a day and start a new season without having to right. layer and like do multiple episodes. But now this seems to be the regular. So we're going to have to discuss how we're going to go about it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Mama, Mama can't be doing five seasons. I mean, keep in mind, we're already tired doing this one. Yeah, I'm exhausted. That's why I was like, last week was off. I was like, yes, a day off. Yeah. Um, that said, like, we enjoy doing this podcast. So it's obviously a joy for us. But like, when there's too many seasons, it's hard to juggle. So we have to see. We have to see. Yeah. We yeah. also don't have to cover everything. No we didn't cover Holland, and I'm okay with that. Well, Holland was, I mean, I can't. You want me to read the whole season? So I guess we're not going to do Spain for sure. Oh my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, there's so many seasons. That, yeah. I think that's coming out too. Is that coming out the same time as Australia? Well, they've just announced their judges and their hosts. Yeah, that's, that's coming out soon though. Oh my God. Yeah. It's RuPaul's Drag World. They need their own channel now. Well, actually, I think Spain maybe hasn't filmed yet. I'm not sure. But yeah, they need their own channel. Seriously. They well, filmed. they kind of do. They filmed. They did film? Spain filmed? Yeah. I, they're airing soon, I believe. Oh, boy. No. All right. Well, you can uh, maybe we'll give links to other people's podcasts to listen to for those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Or maybe we'll have some other guests come in to take over sometimes. That could be fun. Listen, I'm happy to cover Spain. I speak Espanol. Can you do it and there's all? lots of other um, Latin queens out there. Telemundo style? What? Telemundo? All, yeah. Yes, absolutely. All in Spanish? Yeah. Oh my God, could we do it all in Spanish? Well, I couldn't. <laughs> no, but like I could get like another drag king or a, or a drag queen who's who's also Latin and we could have some fun with it. Yeah, hey, we'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Squirrel talk. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah. All right, squirrels. That was this week's episode. We will be back next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, and we will uh, uh, see you then. Okay, bye, squirrels. Goodbye now. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.